Welcome to Liquid Church Audio. The message you're about to enjoy was originally delivered live at Liquid Church by Pastor Tim Lucas. LiquidChurch.com, living water for a thirsty world. So last week I got this email from this woman. She's a single mom here in our family at Liquid Church. And she was captured by this idea of digging freshwater wells for the poorest of the poor in sub-Saharan Africa. And she wanted to know how she could invest herself in our charity water well projects there. But she didn't know how until last week. Inspired by Pastor Glenn's auction of his baseball memorabilia collection, she had an even bigger idea. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cynthia lost her father 10 years ago, and he was an Elvis fanatic. When he took his life, Cynthia's dad left her his extensive collection of Elvis memorabilia. I mean records, eight tracks, collections, albums, pictures. She's got young Elvis, everything all the way to old Elvis. And she's been holding on to this incredible collection for over a decade. And that includes the memory of her father. But now she's ready to let go and donate it all, investing her father's memory and bringing up there, down here. Elvis in Ethiopia? Here's how the king is bringing clean, safe drinking water to the world's poorest. Here's Cynthia's story. My father, who committed suicide in 1998, loved life and loved Elvis. He had his kids listening to Elvis from the minute we took our first breath out of the womb. I have memories of every Sunday, early morning, hearing Elvis playing from the massive sound system in the living room. It was in the car on the way to school, outside on the speakers when we went swimming. Elvis was everywhere. My dad, like Elvis, was larger than life. He was handsome, he was successful, and loved by many. He was a bit of a legend in his own mind. He lived a full life, full of grand parties he threw at the house, and Vegas vacations, wild women, yes, he was still married to my mom, and a determined, single-minded focus for a great life. He was a great father and a good man in so many ways. My father, among other things, left me his one true love, his extensive Elvis collection after his death. He left me all the memories of his idol in a few big boxes, and all these years I have kept it guarded, safe and protected, as if it was my last link to him. But after hearing last Sunday's message, and hearing of Pastor Glenn's story, I felt God tugging on my heart. There was an actual point in the message, Pastor Tim, when I swear you looked right at me and said, what are you holding on to? In short, the answer was my dad. With all that stated, it's time, as Pastor Tim said, to bring some of up there down here. And it's also time to stop holding on to something that could potentially change the lives of so many. And so I am cheerfully offering this extensive Elvis Presley collection to Liquid Church, to provide clean water and drinking wells to those people in Africa. You ain't no friend of mine. Let's hear it for Cynthia. Absolutely an amazing, amazing story. What can be said? Thank you. Thank you very much. Elvis in Ethiopia. It's kind of like you guys, it just amazed me. And by the way, if you're here for the first time, you're probably like, what did I just walk into? Uh, what kind of place is this? We are in the midst of the series called Glocal that's really kind of fleshing out our vision for becoming a local church that actually has a global impact. And the name of our church is Liquid, and, and really our passion is to put hands and feet to our faith and bring the living water of Jesus Christ to a very thirsty world. And that water represents spiritual thirst, actually. Jesus said, whoever believes in me, streams of living water will flow from within him. And, and what he's describing there is really the process by which we actually surrender our lives to God. We actually look at our life and say, with me at the center, it's dry, it's dead. And I actually confess, I have a feeling I'm not God, uh, but, I, but I think I know who is. And we invite Jesus to take control of our life. And it's more than just saying, God, forgive me of my sins, but I want to live for you. I want to live a life that's bigger and richer and more God-drenched than my own little, you know, narcissistic drama that I got going on. So come into my life, make it brim with your life, your spirit. And as many people in our church will tell you, that changes everything. Because suddenly you start actually seeing the world differently. What matters, what we consider valuable changes. And in fact, we are invited to go on mission with Jesus to a thirsty world. Not just to reach others who are spiritually thirsty, but we believe in the power, actually, of faith lived out, of Christian compassion, of tangible acts of love, no strings attached, that really echoes God's sacrifice in sending Jesus to us. And so as a church, we've begun a brand new partnership with Charity Water. 
digging freshwater wells this summer in sub-Saharan Africa and bringing literal living water to the poorest of the poor. In Uganda, refugee camps in the north. In Ethiopia, in the Central African Republic. You know, although we take it for granted, we've kind of learned here in the States, um, water's a pretty big deal around the world, particularly when a continent is on fire. 80% of all disease actually in the world is caused by unsafe water and just lack of basic sanitation. I mean, take Ethiopia, for instance. We take a look at this. This is literally where they drink from in Addis Ababa. That is the swamp where they actually drink the, the village water from. This is a picture of a boy kind of drawing water from there, and you can kind of get a picture of what it looks like immediately. And it's a drinking hole for cows and animals. And directly, this is actually direct from that little pool you saw there. That's actually what's in it. Those are leeches that he actually pulled out. He strains them out before they actually drink it because that's their version of hygiene. And that's devastating. Life expectancy is somewhere like in the, in the 30s and entire villages are decimated because they don't have clean water. Until someone comes along and for, this is what's incredible, $5,000 is the cost of a freshwater well that drills down actually about 300 yards and literally entire villages are changed. You see it here, the, tr the transformation is dramatic. These jerry jugs that used to carry that toxic muddy water now actually just have clean, fresh water and 400 men, women, and children. Imagine that. Diesel fuel used to be in here, then toxic water, and then this kind of water. And, and so the boy who showed us the leeches, that what's amazing, this is his picture today, the day after they struck the aquifer there and actually built the well in, in, in Jesus' name. The before and after pictures of, of the difference water makes are so dramatic. And so this summer, due to, you know, due to your generosity, we had a goal as a church. We're like, can we just start small? What if we drill three wells, you know? But last week, it was amazing. You heard God did something bigger. He doubled it to six wells. And now after last week's donations, we are now up to eight or ten wells. We're not even entirely sure. Because we're like, God's on the move here. And something is literally going on. Because it's becoming infectious in a great way. As some of you are being stirred to, to give and sacrifice to bring literal water to a thirsty world, all in Jesus' name. One of the outfits that Charity Water uses to actually drill the wells is called Living Water International. And the cool part is actually when they come in to, to drill a well, the villagers go, wait, why are you coming? What are, what are you doing? They actually give all the credit and influence to the local Christian church that exists there. Some of these churches are, you know, they meet in, meet in a hut with, you know, 12 people and they say, we're here to do this in the name of Jesus. And it goes all the credit to the local pastor here so they can bridge relationship actually in those villages to the local pastor. So the cool part is we're going to use technology on our end to kind of chart the progress on Google Earth in the months to come. So you'll be able to kind of see the prog progress. And God willing, next year we'll have images like this to show you, um, where we kind of have the names, uh, you know, kind of, this is a watershed in, in Mogosho, um, where we have the names of people who have sacrificed the health. And, and it's life-changing. I, I mean, for, for them, for us, it literally is truly a privilege to be a part of. But what's coolest is that last week you heard how Pastor Glenn uh, liquidated his, his baseball memorabilia collection, giving away all his Yankee stuff, his Jared, Derek Jeter balls, Mattingly signed bats, Joe DiMaggio, and raised in his family $12,000. I mean, it's enough for two and a half wells in, in Africa. What's cool is it's gone viral. <laughs> that little spark of creative generosity literally lit a fire under Cynthia Dahl. Um, she's a single mom in congregation whose story you just heard. And when her father took his life 10 years ago, he left her with his Elvis collection, which captured, literally, that was, he bequeathed to her, he had an extensive Elvis collection, and, and, and inspired by, by, by seeing what that could do, on, she called us up and said, I'm going to donate the whole thing, and I don't know what it's going to do, but I, I, my, redeem my father's memory. I want, I want lives to be changed because of this. And, and so a liquid team arrived at her apartment on Tuesday. We picked up all of these albums and records and eight tracks and collector's plates and whatnot. We began cataloging them all. We posted them on eBay, actually. So another person at congregation, Steve Jensen, says, hey, I make a living running auctions on eBay. I'm happy to do it. And so he put hours and hours with his girlfriend into documenting all this stuff. And we're not sure of the totals. I mean, we're going to see this as the auction kind of goes live this weekend. But, uh, but some of these things are absolutely amazing. I, like, I think my favorite one actually is, is this one. I just love the hair for some reason. I just think it's awesome. I'm like, man, they know how to roll back then. But it kind of, it's kind of funny because I look, these are actual records. They're not plates. You can actually play these. This is absolutely incredible. But uh, what's so cool is it's like, here's, you know, here's Elvis, you know, before the party, and then he stayed a little bit too long at the party, you know? So it's just unbelievable. And Elvis, so the reality is Elvis goes on eBay and lives are saved in Ethiopia. <laughs> You know, living water for a thirsty world. And I just love, I love the heart of this church. 
You're, you're out of the box. Creative generosity. I, I was reminded of that verse from Acts chapter 4. We looked at this a couple of weeks ago during our monthly um, communion service together. Do you remember this? It described the, the, the spirit of the early church this way. Listen to this. It said, all the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. He says, with great power, the apostles testified to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. This new life and much grace, radical generosity was upon them all. Now listen to this. There was no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. In other words, as these new followers of Jesus Christ, they literally tasted the living water. What is it like to say goodbye to the small story of a self-centered life and invite the spirit of Jesus to actually transform them? They got caught up in this larger story that's called the kingdom of God. And they, and they began living counterculturally, okay? And with generosity of heart, they actually, they like wiped out poverty. It's like someone sold his house, another, another his, you know, baseball collection, another picture Elvis stuff, you know, and, 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 and they sold them and brought it and gave it to them. There were no needy persons. They wiped out poverty together. It's like, now that's a vision for a church. That ain't playing Sunday school <laughs> or, or going through the motions. That's faith in action. And, and if you're new to Liquid, you need to know we are a church of action. We are biased towards action. Now, look, sorry, I got pumped up about this. I understand we're not going to like single-handedly solve the water crisis in Africa. But we're going to leave a little dent in that mother, okay? That's what, amen? <laughs> it, is, it is a huge problem. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. okay. Here, you, know, you want to know how I feel? It feels a little bit like charging the gates of hell with a water pistol. <laughs> it kind of, and it can feel, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Why? Mark it. Because everything matters according to jesus i want you to take out your bible i want to show you something turn it turn to matthew chapter 10 would you as we prepare to go out next week and serve our community through the party on the green and the the gas giveaway i want to just give you an orienting perspective because that was the first century um you know the early church and and when jesus sent out his disciples he gave them this very revealing instruction that I think says something to us in Matthew chapter 10. Let's look at verse 42. We'll just, in fact, read this together. Let's read it together. Ready? If anyone gives even a what? A cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is my disciple. I tell you the truth. He will certainly not lose his reward. In other words, Jesus envisioned a world where even the smallest kindness counts take a thirsty child give her a cup of cold water in my name it's gold in my father's eyes why because it's never about money or amount it's about the heart behind it see how much we love god can always be measured by how well we love the least of these in our world. I mean, a child, why is he called a child? Because a child can't or, or won't pay anyone back. And yet God credits every good deed we do as if he were the one directly receiving it. Put your finger there in Matthew 10. Skip over to Matthew 25, about 15 chapters there. What's amazing there is that Jesus describes the scenario when he actually returns to earth, brings his kingdom, and draws a distinction between true believers and spiritual posers. He calls them sheep and goats. It's kind of like the, the real deal and the pretenders. And what's funny, it's in Matthew 25, is he welcomes true believers into the kingdom of heaven with these words. Take a look at this. He says, come, you who are blessed by my father, come into the kingdom. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Verse 35, let's read it. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. What? I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger. You invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison. You came to visit me. And what's funny is if you look at the, the, the passage, how the righteous, the followers of Jesus, how they respond. Because they're actually kind of, they kind of, they kind of hear this and they're kind of like, who, who, us, what? Who, 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 who are you talking about here? They actually don't know who Jesus is talking about. Look at verse 37. It says, the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and, and, and feed you? Or, or, or thirsty and give you something to drink. I don't, I don't remember this. What, what? Verse 40, and the king will reply what? 
I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these, Susie, brothers of mine, you did this for me. One of the least of these brothers, you did it for me. In other words, when you serve people who are nobodies, who the world counts out, the poorest of the poor, it's credited by God as direct service to King Jesus. Translation, nothing's insignificant. No act of kindness is forgettable in God's eyes. It is a world where everything matters. Even the smallest kindness counts. So you don't have to solve the global water crisis. Start by helping one child. Because if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, because he's my disciple, he will certainly not lose his reward. It's like Jesus is saying, you don't need a fire hose. Start simple. Start with this, a bottle of water. That's significant in my eyes. Because see, the issue, folks, I know a lot of people frame it different ways, but the issue is not economics. It's not about American wealth. It's not about African poverty. It's about unselfish service done in my name to bring glory to my kingdom, to my government. You invest in serving me this way to even the smallest degree. You won't lose your reward because in my kingdom, everything counts. This week, we, um, we received some incredible things, uh, some gifts online, in the mail, and from so many families. Thank you to each one of you, because I know these were sacrifices. I hope, I, I hope you know God thanks you more than that. I hope you have, have felt his pleasure as you have sacrificed this way. I, I don't have time to share all the stories, but one of them actually stood out. I got this handwritten note on, uh, on yellow paper from my mother, actually, and her daughter. And she wrote, Dear Pastor Tim, I was at the service today and was moved by what's happening in Africa. I just got reorganized uh, for doing a great job at work in pharmaceuticals. And I I thought about taking that money, and I matched a little bit more to get up to 10% of one well. Here's $500, our family's contribution to Africa. This is, this is from a normal family. This is not like, oh, 500, I'll just throw it over there. This is deep sacrifice. Okay, big deal. And there were many stories like that. But what made this stand out to me was page two because it's a note written, I don't know if you can even see this, in big bubble letters by her daughter. And it says, Dear Pastor Tim, my parents told me about the need for clean water in Africa. Many people are dying. And I realize that I have a lot and I want to show God that I care even more. So I'm sending this $10 out of my savings. It's not a lot, but I hope it will help. God bless. Anna Laura, I don't know where where you are. You need to know something. In your father's eyes, this is everything. You have put a ding in the universe, kid. Everything matters because your heart matters. And God is going to use a child's gift to change a child's life. When you begin believing what Jesus is saying, everything matters. It will change you. Because you will start seeing things in this world differently. You'll start looking at the tragedies in our world through very different lens. And you will start looking at the treasures in your life through a very different lens as well. Some of you may be familiar with the movie Schindler's List. Who has seen the movie Schindler's List? Huge Academy Awards a few years ago. It documented the incredible story of Oscar Schindler. He was a German entrepreneur. He was living in Germany at the time of World War II. He was actually a war profiteer, ran a factory making pots and pans. And, and, but as he began observing the Nazi atrocities that were happening in, in the Holocaust, it, it, changed, it, it undid him. It changed him. He moved from being this like capitalist to kind of this humanitarian. And so what Oscar Schindler did is he actually kept his factory, kept his factory going, making pots and pans, but he secretly began saving Jewish people, paying off, taking in Jewish people one at a time. And he would tell the Nazis that he actually needed, like, he made all these excuses. He would like, say, I need the children to help polish the inside of bomb casings because they have very small hands. And one by one, he literally began plucking Jewish people from the fires of the concentration camps to the refuge of his factory, which never turned a profit, but literally saved a generation, 1,100 men, women, and children. We're saved. They're called the Schindler Jews. It's a, it's a true story. Um, what undoes me is that the first time I saw this in the closing scene, maybe you remember this, the Allied troops are about to liberate the concentration camps. And, and Oscar Schindler, he has, actually has to make it, he has to like, you know, beat feet. He has to make an escape because he's going to be branded a war profiteer. But before he leaves, 
The Jewish people whose lives he invested in stop to, to thank him. They want to give him a gift. They give him a ring that they made out of the gold fillings of their teeth to make sure he knows when it comes to a global crisis, every act of compassion, every life saved is significant beyond belief. Whoever saves one life saves the world entire. That is Hebrew. It's from a collection of rabbinical writings called the Talmud. But, but I could have I done more. I, 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 my car, the car that I, why did I, the, the, the jewelry that I'm wearing. When you begin to view the global tragedies through the eyes of God, your earthly stuff just starts looking different through your, through your own, the stuff we're holding on to. At, at the end of his life, Oscar Schindler, I mean, he, the guy, he saw from heaven's perspective that actually what we invest our treasure in down here actually has implications up there. Some of you may know that old song that, that goes, it says, it goes, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this world will what? Grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. In other words, you realize, we see what we have and what we've been clutching and holding on to in a new light, and you realize this could have had eternal value if I'd invested it in Jesus' mission to the poor and the suffering. I mean, I remember watching that scene for the first time and just feeling so convicted, just kind of like, like what, is, what is that going to be like for me? You know, when the end comes for me and I look back on all I have and, and I've spent time and, and effort and money feathering my own nest, building my own, Tim's own looking, will I just see missed opportunities? 
I mean, Schindler, literally, he saved 1,100 people. And yet, he looked at his possessions in the light of eternity. All he saw was loss. He instantly regretted the opportunities that he missed to invest and change and, and, and save lives, generations. I wonder sometimes, like for me, what will that be like for me? I wonder if I'll do that. This baseball bat, these, these balls, this, this, this sports concert, that, that could have been one well. These records, these, these albums, that could have been an entire village, 20 years, 400 men, women, children, a generation, clean water. Whatever her collection fetches, Cynthia won't be crying. Neither, neither will Anna Laura. Why? Because whoever saves one life saves the world entire. Six million Jews died in the Holocaust. Schindler saved 1,100. 1.1 billion people don't have access to clean water. Let's start by helping one. I guess my question for you is this. What kind of world do you want? One where it's left to, you know, big government or like the professional charities to kind of, you know, change it. Or the church of Jesus Christ. I honestly think that's part of the question that God is posing to his church, capital C, literally today. What kind of world do you want? One where continents burn? No. Then what are you doing about it? How are you investing your stuff better? How are you investing yourself Last night at quarter to 12, this is the most amazing thing. This is recent. Last night at quarter to 12, we get an email from our life group that meets in Melbourne, Australia. There are literally about 25 people who meet on Sunday. They watch our service. They worship. They go out. They hosted a water walk because they said, we want to get on this. We want to help dig a well. Well, they literally raised enough yesterday for one entire well in Melbourne, Australia. Can we just acknowledge that for you, Melbourne people? You rock. Amazing. That's Amazing. Here's what's amazing is it was raining and six degrees, which I don't know in Australia, whatever. Dave's like, it's like 33 degrees, mate. I was like, wow, that's, that's, wow. Eternal perspective. Personally speaking, I'll just be honest with you. For me, I mean, Western consumerism just sometimes just blinds me to what truly counts for eternity. I go in the Short Hills Mall and I'm like, whatever, bing. I glaze over, man. I'm like in the Apple store. And then I, oh. And then, you know, oh, help me, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I remember that Oswald Chambers quote, only one life will soon be passed and only what's done for, for Christ will last. And, and even as I feel the weight of that this week, I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm done with guilt. I don't feel guilt. I feel hope. Because our generation is rising up. And I feel like God's going to do something special with everyone in this room, everyone listening online, Morristown, Melbourne, wherever you are. God expects his church to make history. He expects us to learn from and to make history. And history isn't yesterday. It starts today. I mean, I remember becoming aware, of the first aware of really the crisis in Africa at a U2 concert. <laughs> I remember hearing, yeah, I heard Bono speak about the One Campaign, and they have the slogan of the One Campaign is, the campaign to make poverty history. That's what he calls it. And it reminded me of Acts 4. I mean, that's echoes of the early church. What an amazing vision for our generation. We may not wipe out poverty or bring, I understand, we may not bring water to every corner of the world. It may only come in small pockets and pools just like it did for the early church. But it doesn't matter because whoever saves one life saves the world entire, which is simply another way of saying this. If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he's my disciple, he will certainly not lose his reward. That's God's truth. That's, that's his perspective. What's yours? What kind of world do you want? In a moment, I'm going to call our ushers forward to receive our, our final offering. Again, this, this is the last official offering we're actually going to be receiving before we go out to serve together next weekend. And we've been integrating this into a part of our service because we're like, we don't want to just sing. That's not just worship is singing, yeah. But it's also, hey, we're giving back to God. We're saying we want to be on mission with you. And we took a risk as a church. Honestly, we were like, can we, can we do this? We're like, cause we're like, if we took the whole month of July and we're like, if we took a hundred percent of what people give above and beyond just like the normal tithes and offerings and, and put it directly into the ground, I was like, I was like, can we afford to do this? And then we're, we thought about it and we're like, can we afford not to do this? Or we just get swept down the river of consumerism and whatever. Someone else take care of that. But what 100% of that we're going to give, and it's going to go directly to Wells, and we don't know how many we're going to start, stop with here, but it's an amazing start. But the heart behind it 
is joy. It's like, I want to be on mission with Jesus. It's not guilt. So just don't give guilt money. If you're here for the first time, we're not after your money. Because you're probably like, oh, here it comes. Here's a big hook. No, it's not why we're here. But you give cheerfully. Uh, so I'm going to invite our ushers forward. They're coming actually with the yellow jerry cans. We're kind of using these unusual conventional off, uh, offering uh, plates um, uh, this, this way around. And, and just would you guys just come up front and just stand here for just a minute? Because I asked David and, and, and Jan and Jens and the team to actually um, come up here and sing a song for us. This is a song that you've probably heard on the radio. And um, in my mind, the lyrics just kind of capture the spirit of the offerings that we're about to receive. So our ushers just hang there for a minute. Let me pray for, for our, as we receive our offering. Lord, um, history starts now, Lord. It starts with us. This generation. God, we want to make a difference and to live out your kingdom priorities in a broken, dying, and thirsty world. So Father, would you use these gifts to make an eternal difference? especially next weekend as we look forward to serving our neighbors and our world in your name. Amen. Got a package full of wishes time machine, a magic wand, a globe made out of gold. No instructions on commandments, laws of gravity, your indecisions to uphold. Printed on the box I see, Acme's build a world to be. Take a chance, grab a piece, help me to believe it. What kind of world do you want? Think anything. Let's start at the start. Build a masterpiece. Careful what you wish for. History starts now.
Father, the kind of world that we want is the one that you ordained from creation that is not broken, Father, but is full of grace and life and peace and healing because you're at the center of it, putting everything back together again. Thank you for starting with us. Thank you for your son, Jesus. It was a perfect sacrifice for a very broken world. Thank you for letting us be a part of it now, Father. Use these gifts in an incredible way to make a dent, God. Take it back. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Can we thank the worship team? These guys do an amazing job every week. Thank you, guys. Great stuff. Um, very good stuff. Thank you, guys. Um, all right. Well, I, I do need to make um, an announcement for next weekend, and that is not only has you know, El, you know Elvis has left the building, so has the church. Um, next week, we are shutting the doors. There will be no formal liquid church services, so do not come to church. Maybe that's weird to hear, like a pastor, like, don't go to church. Rather, we are going out to be the church. Next me- weekend, we are moving from our seats actually to the streets, and our service will be our service to our city at our first ever party on the green. Now, I shared the details last week, um, but in short, we have reserved the entire city center, the green here in Morristown, for an all-American block party on, on Saturday. And our band is going to perform. They do an incredible job, live music, you know, all this stuff, you know, especially for kids, a lot of like face painting, balloons, bounce house for the kids, because um, there's going to be lots of families. We have actually a lot of lower income um, immigrant families here right in our, our neighborhood. And we're like, we want to pull out all the stops because they're not going to Disney. We're going to bless them with something like that. But but here's the deal. At the center of everything, it's a party with a purpose. At the center of everything is that water walk. You saw it as you walked in here today, where you will have a chance, along with everybody who comes, to actually carry two of these jugs, which is 80 pounds of water. The average Ugandan woman walks three miles back and forth every day with 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 with. 80 pounds of contaminated water. So what we did is we're filling all these up with, 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 with toxic swamp water, which is not hard to find in New Jersey. Um, and you're going to have a chance to walk, not three miles, but about 30 yards here on our water walk. So you're going to see this right here kind of at the, the center of the park. And what we want to do is raise awareness actually for our entire community. And the goal is to have over 1,500 people take that walk because every person who walks represents the money that you guys gave to drill these wells in Africa. And we're going to have Scott's photography on display, and we're going to need your help serving to make it a success. Now, here's the deal. Party starts at 11 a.m., okay? Um, so our setup teams are going to arrive early. Thank you to those of you who signed up. But we're going to have shifts to serve all through the, the day, all the way to 3 o'clock. That's when the party ends. We're still going to take down and, and clean up and all that. But um, it was cool. Last weekend, we had our first sign-ups. That's why we have the laptops in the lobby. You can still sign up today. We had over 300 people sign up, and it was amazing. Um, if you haven't, um, you, you know, again, Jesus envisioned a world where even the smallest kindness counts. So next Saturday, you're going to have a chance to serve, like, you know, in a small way, painting a child's face, you know, maybe, maybe handing them a snow cone, you know, um, ha- you know run the bounce house, or maybe handing out ice-cold bottled water to, to uh, you know, hopefully pray for sun, that it's going to be a, a hot Saturday. We have actually ordered, we received this shipment on, it was amazing, on Tuesday, we ordered 10,000 bottles of newly branded liquid water. And we're going to have this giant, like, 15-foot water tower made actually out of bottles together. Jeff Allen and his crew are making this thing. It's amazing. And when you take the water walk, you're going to pull it. People will pull them off and actually see the reveal of, of what the wells that, that, that we're doing. So sign up to serve if you haven't already at liquidchurch.com. Even if you have it, can't serve, just come and, and take the water walk or invite a friend. Um, you can do that in a lot of creative ways. Does anyone here have Facebook? Does anyone know what, what Facebook is? Uh, my face. Does anyone know that? Okay. Facebook. Those of you on Facebook, the people on Facebook right now aren't even listening. They're like texting right now. They're not even listening. Just type in Liquid Church Party on the Green. The coolest thing is the way these guys have set this up is you can share the event actually with your friends. You just send it to them. And the cool part is it sends them because it's a little description. It's a personal invite and it actually um, plays the, the, the little local video which explains the purpose behind our party. It boggles my mind that the average woman in sub-Saharan Africa walks three miles back and forth every day to get water for her family. Water that is usually contaminated by mud, parasites, and waterborne disease. I mean, when we want water here in the States, we just, we just go and get it. <laughs> but what if we had to do that? I mean, what would it be like to step in her shoes for a day and carry water for your family? 
On Saturday, August 2nd, our church, Liquid Church, is hosting a party on the green. It's a party with a purpose. And that purpose is to drill six freshwater wells in northern Uganda, Ethiopia, and the Central African Republic. Here's the cool part. Our church has reserved the entire city green in the center of Morristown. On Saturday, August 2nd, we are going to literally transform the city green here in Morristown. Envision a party with all the trimmings, live music, our band's going to play, we're going to have a bounce house, face painting, balloons for kids, everything, hot dogs, snow cones. It's kind of like an all-American summer block party, and everyone is invited, the entire city of Morristown and beyond. You can invite your friends and neighbors. But it's a party with a purpose. At the center of it all will be a world-class water walk where each man, woman, or child will be invited to step into the shoes of a third world resident and carry two of these five gallon jerry jugs on behalf of Africa. Now we're not walking three miles, more like 30 feet, but you'll experience the feel of it, surrounded by a live exhibit of award-winning photography by Scott Harrison of Charity Water. Here's the cool part. With each person who walks, Liquid Church will donate $20 towards drilling wells in sub-Saharan Africa. There's no catch. We're not raising money. We're literally giving it away. $30,000 given by you to dig freshwater wells at refugee camps in northern Uganda, Ethiopia, and the Central African Republic. We're hoping over a 1,000 people take the water walk, pledging their commitment to pour compassion into the lives of the world's poorest. It's going to be an amazing day. Our community walks, our church donates money, and together we make a difference. So who wants to party? Are you in? We're going to need between four and 500 volunteers to serve on the weekend. We need you guys to sign up. We need people who are willing to paint faces, love on kids, serve food, help man the water walk. We need your help. Can we count on you? Sign-ups are online at liquidchurch.com. Simply go to our homepage and click on Sign Up to Serve. You can serve with a team, get your whole family involved. We're going to have a great time together. Remember, it's a party with a purpose. So, so next weekend, we're going to do two things. We are going to have a ton of fun. Who's ready to party? Anyone else want to party? Okay, excellent. And we're going to take the party to the people. We're going to take church to the people. And we're going to make a world of difference together. Um, invite your friends. Maybe even they'll never come to church. Honestly, Colleen and I have a couple of friends who they've come to our church and they're like, I don't know about this whole Jesus thing and whatever. They came because they wanted to see Scott's photography. And, and, and we're like, would you like to come back? They're like, not really. And, uh, and, and we're like, well, you know, they're like, but that was compelling. We would love to be part of a service project like that. So we're like, do you want to you come with us to the party? They're like, yeah, can we serve? So they're coming to serve alongside. Again, it's a great chance to invite a friend or, you know, build relationship. Um, it's going to be amazing. Now, here's the deal. The party doesn't end Saturday because, you know, that's kind of, you know, end the, end the party. It's not over then. The party culminates actually on Sunday, on the Sabbath, with a major outreach that's already, you've heard, kind of generating a lot of buzz. Now, this yellow, this yellow jerry jug, this is, the, this is the symbol, obviously, of our water projects, right, uh, in the third world. In Africa, again, diesel jugs that were used by the Germans, they now carry water. Water, the most precious resource in the third world. We don't have that problem here. What's our most precious resource in demand in New Jersey? Yep, that would be gas. You get the connection? Most in-demand resource globally, water. Most in-demand resource locally, gas. And this jug actually carries both, depending on where you live. So next Sunday, our party on the green actually culminates in a four-hour gas giveaway in which we will be giving our community, the city of Morristown, a gift. Gas for 99 cents a gallon. I know, they were like hands raised in the last service. We were like, woo! Between the hours. It's going to run from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Sunday. We're taking over the Morris Street Exxon station. It's like at Stone Street. You can hit it with a baseball from the green. And we're going to give away gas for 99 cents. Now, here's the deal. We are hoping that this is going to be primarily a blessing to, our, to the less advantaged, you know, families who are here locally who really could use, you know, a little bit of help. But here's the deal. We're, we ain't checking tax returns at the pump. <laughs> okay? So, like, it doesn't matter. Like, whoever comes, whether you drive a beater Honda or you got a, you know, a showroom Hummer, we're just going, we're just going to love on you. No strings attached. Why? Because it's called grace. Grace is radical generosity. It doesn't card people, but it's going to touch them. We know that for a fact. Why? Because last time we did this, two years ago, people treated it like a modern-day miracle. 
Travelers on the road this weekend taking advantage of falling gas prices. That's one good part of things. Right now, a gallon of regular gas in New Jersey averaging $2.10 a gallon. Whoa. 15 cents lower than the national average, and that's a lot less than we were paying about a year ago. Last September, the price was $3.18 a gallon. Well, if two bucks for a, gas of, a gallon of gas sounds good, uh, how about this deal? Ninety-nine cents a gallon. A trip to the gas station became a religious experience for some New Jersey drivers today. Yeah, some people's prayers were answered at the pump in sterling, lower prices, helping wallets while spiritual counseling came to the aid of some souls. A local church sponsoring this event, hoping to use bargain fuel to spread the word of God for just a few hours. Some on the long lines just couldn't get enough. Next Sunday, there may be a little line to actually come to church. Um, here's the deal. We're not just giving away gas just to be nice. That's not the idea. What we wanted to do is take a chance to actually take to the streets and just press in close to our neighbors and just love on them in a very tangible way that meets just a very practical need. And giving away gas is just a piece of the four other things that we're going to be doing. Because what happened is people get in line. And, uh, and last time, it, people waited like an average of an hour. I don't even know what's going to happen next Sunday. But while they're there, we actually get a chance to kind of love on them. We're going to be cleaning their cars. We're going to be washing windshields. We're going to be washing tires. We are going to be serving refreshments. Yes, we're going to give away, you know, every person get 10 gallons of gas for 99 cents a gallon. But when they get to the pump, this, and this was the amazing thing that I couldn't believe last time. After spending that time, just even just building a short relationship like that, when people came to the pump, they're like, they're like, all right, what's the catch? And we're like, there's no catch. It's just about, you know, we're showing God's love. They're like, this is New Jersey, whatever. What's the catch, you know? And we're like, there's no catch. And they're like, what do you want from us? And we're like, can we pray for you? Is there anything we could pray for? People are like, no way. <laughs> and it was amazing because nine out of ten people who came to the gas giveaway said, yeah, you can pray for me. Yeah, I'll tell you what's going on. My father's going through chemo right now. I have nobody. And we began talking with people. And it was a way to bring faith right out into the streets and meet people who will never, ever come into this room or into our church. Uh, the, the most amazing um, experience I had at the gas buy-down last time was um, a nurse pulled up in her hospital scrubs, right, Mary Jo? She pulls up in her hospital, her hospital scrubs, and, and we were like, you know, she's like, I work at Morristown Memorial Hospital. And, and we're like, oh, you know, come on, we'll just kind of cut, cut you in line. And she goes in, and we're talking with her, and we're like, you know, can we pray for you for anything? And she goes, she goes, this, this is amazing. She goes, um, I, I, can't, I can't believe that this is happening. And we're like, why? She goes, well, she goes, for three years, my shift has been from Saturday night midnight to Sunday night midnight. I haven't gone to church for four years. And every weekend I feel so lonely and I, I've been like, God, if there's any way I could ever connect actually back in a family of faith. And she starts like choking up and we're like, really? And she goes, I guess today God brought the church to me. That's, there are going to, there are people out there, folks, who have no idea how much they matter to God. There's no idea. Just walk right by our hotel. They walk right by. And it's our job to let them know. Free, free gas is a practical way to serve. But folks, it's the personal touches. It will be the chance to love on people, to pray for specific needs, just to talk with people, let them know we're here for them. That's the heartbeat behind this thing. Remember, I tell you the truth. Not e whoever, even a cup of cold water, even a gallon of gas, in my name, it all counts. So you won't have, you'll have the chance next Sunday not to wash feet. You're going to be washing the tires of some guy's beater gremlin. OK? 
okay? Or maybe handing out ice cold water as people wait in line. Or you could join the prayer team, okay, and offer to pay for people, you know, pray for people at the pump. We need a whole other team of volunteers to serve on Sunday, okay, the third. So if you can't do Saturday, just go to liquidchurch.com. You can sign up online. There are lots of teams listed there beyond what I've even named. So pick Saturday or Sunday. We're trying to say pick one or the other. Um, if you have a t-shirt, wear that, you know, the liquid t-shirt. If you don't have one, we're going to have hundreds of t-shirts. Um, if you, if you don't have one, and we're going to be crawling all over the place. Our prayer is like there's going to be this whole line of cars tracing its way back to the green and that because our church left the building for one weekend people just got a little taste of bringing up there down here i cannot i can't wait for next weekend i'm sorry i'm like pumped if you can't tell it's a coffee all right i am and i expect it well here's why you know why because i expect the message next sunday to be a more powerful than a thousand sermons i will ever preach remember rick warren once said he said you don't judge the strength of an army by how many soldiers sit and eat in the mess hall, but by how they perform on the front line. Likewise, a church's strength is not seen by how many people show up on Sunday, but in how many serve in the streets in ministry. We are going to have an amazing weekend together on the front lines next week. And uh, pray this week, would you? Pray for sun. <laughs> pray for an incredible two days. And then pray. Pray for God to do something incredible. For God to multiply the impact as only he can as we go global. Water for Africa. Gas for the world. Everything makes a difference. Amen? Here's why. Because Christ gets the glory. Let's stand together. I want to pray and actually just ask God's blessing on our congregation, even the people in Melbourne. Father, you are God of this city. You're king of these people. And we thank you for this chance to serve our city in your son's name. Lord, we're privileged to um, just be, be a part of bringing up there down here. So now please protect and bless sanctify your people. Father, that means just set us apart for just a special purpose next weekend. And use every gift in this room. Let us serve humbly, Father. And let your grace flow through the streets of this city. We commit the entire outreach to your renown, to your fame, Jesus. And we look to you with expectation. Because we know greater things are yet to come. In Jesus' name, we all said.